There's no such thing as questions, just hidden answers. Stay tuned to PH Murder Stories as we revisit the inconceivable crimes that exist. Some listeners may find the following content of PH Murder Stories highly disturbing due to its graphic nature. PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence in all sorts. Listener's discretion is advised. Before we start with this special episode, allow me to introduce our guest, Bianca, from Just Another Podcast with Mick. Check out her YouTube channel at Bianca Micaela and stream her videos from detailed gadget reviews to lifestyle content. Hey everyone, my name is Bianca, and as stated earlier, I am a content creator on YouTube. I have a channel. It's named Bianca Miguela, so feel free to check it out if you want to see uh, the content that I have there. I post tech reviews, travel, and I run my own podcast. And yeah, super excited to be here as a guest on PH Murder Stories. Juan Luna's colorful life may have reached all textbooks especially for his roles as an illustrator, propagandist against the Spaniards, and one of the most renowned painters in the Philippines. However, little did you know that Juan Luna had a dark past involving the murder of his wife and mother-in-law. In 1886, Juan Luna married the love of his life, Maria de la Paz Pardo de Tavera, or simply Maria. They migrated to Europe after marrying, making sure to visit Italy, particularly Rome and Venice, before landing in Paris, France, or otherwise known as the City of Love, where the couple planned to reside. Luna had produced the Spolarium two years earlier, which received one of several gold medals at the Exposition Nacional de Bellas Artes in Spain. For the first few years of their marriage, Juan and Maria were happily married. They had a son, Andres, who would later become one of the Philippines' most discerning architects during the pre-war era. The couple also had a daughter named Maria, who unfortunately died in childbirth. Sadly, the couple's relationship took a drastic turn upon the appearance of a man named Monsieur Dusak into their lives. This negatively impacted Juan and Maria's union. The problem started between the two when Maria made the error in talking to Juan very fondly about a certain man she encountered in Mont d'Or, a mountain holiday destination in central France. Juan did not appreciate Maria's attachment over Dusak, making him anxious and furious about the matter. Months after first hearing about Dusak, the problem got more heated when he called the Luna residence looking for Maria. Consequently, Juan threatened his wife that if she proceeded to talk to other men, especially Dusak, he would hurt her. Moments have passed. Juan Luna eventually laid his hands over his wife by beating her and ripping her clothes apart. This cruel act made Maria abandon her husband and move to another place. 
Complications between the couple would continue when Juan secretly followed his wife and found out that Dusak was in the same place as she was. After feeling betrayed, he once again beat up Maria, this time with his cane. Fortunately, Doña Juliana Pardo de Tavera, Maria's mother, sensed the chaos and immediately called her sons to shield her daughter from Juan. The jealous husband did not appreciate Maria's mother and two brothers meddling with his affairs, which made him threaten her family by using his pistol to kill them. On September 22, 1892, Trinidad and Felix, the brothers of Maria, came to visit and check on her and her son, Andres, who was sick at the time. The visit was short, because at a nearby cafe, the brothers wanted to get tea. Doña Juliana and Maria didn't want to be trapped in the house by themselves, knowing that Juan is on his way home. So they went downstairs and planned to join Trinidad and Felix at the cafe. As they were heading down, they saw Juan in the doorway, carrying a rifle. He pulled the trigger at Maria and her mother, who quickly fled back upstairs and shut themselves in the bathroom. Meanwhile, Trinidad and Felix heard the gunshots and hastily went back to the house. Juan was expecting both of them and did not hesitate to shoot them with his rifle. Both brothers were fatally injured. Juan then proceeded to go upstairs and searched for his wife and mother-in-law. Eventually, he caught them cowering on the bathroom floor. First, he aimed his gun at Doña Juliana and shot her in the head. Then, he proceeded to shoot his wife in the head as well. Surprisingly, Maria survived the tragic incident for 11 days. But doctors weren't able to treat her fatal injuries, which led to her eventual death. Five months after Luna had killed his wife and his mother-in-law, the court cleared him of admitting his crimes. It was a time when criminal and civil laws in Paris favored men a great deal. The court dismissed the allegations against Luna based on temporary insanity caused by a crime of passion after only one trial. In addition to being temporarily insane when he murdered Maria and Doña Juliana, at the time, an unwritten law in France allowed husbands to torture or execute their wives who were found to be committing adultery. Aside from not getting a hefty sentence for his crimes, Luna was only ordered to pay the Pardo de Tafera family a sum of 1,651 francs and 83 cents, and an additional 25 francs for postage and 1 franc for claims for damages. It was the only penalty that he was made to pay for his obvious crime. The aftermath of Juan Luna's dark past, he moved to Madrid, Spain, with his son, Andres, five days after his acquittal, where he spent the next 17 years. From 1894 to 1899, Luna spent back and forth from traveling to Spain and back home in the Philippines. In 1896, he was imprisoned by the Spanish court because of his involvement with the Katipunan rebel army. He was eventually pardoned by the Spanish authorities and traveled back to Spain for the last time. 
Then he went back home to the Philippines, where he was appointed by the executive board of the Philippine Revolutionary Government as a member of the Paris delegation, which was working for the diplomatic recognition of the new Republic of the Philippines. After the signing of the Treaty of Paris in 1898, Luna was named a member of the delegation to Washington, D.C. to help the Philippine government be recognized. A year later, Juan Luna died of a heart attack in Hong Kong. His remains were buried there and in 1920 were exhumed and transferred to his son Andres Luna's house, to be later transferred at the crypt of San Agustin Church in the Philippines. Juan Luna was a world-renowned artist and national hero who represented the Philippines in major international events, emphasizing its status as a republic. Though, we must not forget about the gruesome crimes he committed to his wife and her family. Whether he is a hero or not, Juan Luna should have been held liable for the killings he perpetrated. Thank you, Bianca for joining PH Murder Stories on this episode. To our listeners, please do check out her YouTube channel, Bianca Micaela, to learn more about her. Link in the description. Thank you guys for having me. I had an absolute blast hanging out with you guys. And yeah, don't forget to head over to Bianca Micaela on YouTube and stay tuned for the video with the hosts of PH Murder Stories. For further updates, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PH Murder Stories. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, PH Murder Stories. If you have case suggestions, please go to our website at phmurderstories.com and fill out the request form at File Your Blotter. This podcast is brought to you by PV Visuals. Did you like this episode? Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, or if you're listening in other platforms, kindly send us a review on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. You can also share our podcast to your Instagram and Facebook stories through Spotify. Your support would significantly benefit PH Murder Stories to produce more quality content. We're also inviting you to join our Facebook group PH Murder Stories, The Verdict, and participate in our bi-weekly discourse about true crime, both local and international. This group is a safe space for true crime and mystery fans like us who want to engage in thorough discussions about the subject. See you there, suspects. The Verdict is in your hands. See you there. One of the most gruesome murders towards an overseas Filipino worker happened in 2016 when authorities from Kuwait discovered the body of a missing Filipina placed in a freezer at an abandoned apartment. The gruesome discovery of her remains sent shockwaves across the OFW community. In 2007, a young mother fighting for custody of her two daughters suddenly disappeared. Two years later, 
she was found cemented inside a drum dumped in the waters of Navota City, Metro Manila. After a valid testimony of a disgruntled witness who later on recanted his story and became missing up to this date. At midnight of July 18, 2002, a 32-year-old British businessman was found murdered at his apartment in Makati City, Metro Manila. For years, the case would go unsolved while his mother battled to piece together the clues of his death. Want to hear the rest of these sensational true crime stories? Subscribe as a prime suspect at our Patreon page and get one bonus exclusive case every month for only $5. Patreon is a way to join your favorite creators community and pay them for making the stuff you love. You can now pay a few bucks per month or per post that the creator makes. For more updates, please visit our website at phmurderstories.com, subscribe to our YouTube channel, PH Murder Stories, and follow our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at PH Murder Stories. <laughs>